Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Amen. In his sickness, then I'm here, amen, to fill in. I'm not going to take his place, y'all. I'm going to fill in. I'm the fill in. Praise the Lord. I want to turn to 2 Kings this morning, chapter number 5. 2 Kings, chapter number 5. In your hearing this morning, amen. Some time ago, back a few weeks ago, the Lord had awakened me and the wee hours of the morning once again and began to speak to me, amen, about something that I had read and, and thought about, ministered even probably in times and God began to talk to me and I, I want to somehow bring that to you this morning, amen, by the help of the Lord, hallelujah. Second Kings chapter number 5 and I'm going to start reading at verse Number nine, it's a familiar story that you've all heard and, and probably talked about even as children in Sunday school class. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth, and he went away and said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Are not Abinah and Parfer, rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather then when he saith to thee, Wash and be clean. Then he went down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word. Lord, knowing this morning that your presence is in this place, Lord, your presence is already here. We've just come together around it, Lord. And I'm praying, God, you would anoint us this morning, God. We need you today. Speak through these lips of clay, Lord, that stands before you, God. Lord, because I realize that it's not in me, but God, it's in you that this message must flow. Help us today, encourage us, and strengthen us by the word. Lord, I pray this morning, stir our minds and our spirits. God, I ask it in that wonderful name of Jesus. Amen and amen, and you can be seated.
If I could, I would like to speak to you this morning on this subject. Amen. The muddy water makes the miracle even greater. The, the muddy water makes the miracle even greater. Amen. We are talking this morning about Jordan. Jordan is mentioned in Scripture some 197 times. So it is a place of happenings, we know, throughout Scripture. Amen. Jordan means descend or descent. And it uh, means the stream that descends, everybody said rapidly, rapidly. History says because it meanders in contorted loops and is constantly shifting its banks. It is a dirty brown color. Can I say muddy, if you please? And not at all a beautiful stream. Yet it seems to be a place of prominence in the Bible time after time. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I think about that because of all the things that was done in Jordan. And there's one thing that I want. I want my sins to be gone rapidly. Don't you? Amen. Jordan was a place of baptisms. So much so. Amen. Mark chapter 1 verse 4 and 5 says... John did baptize in the wilderness and preach the gospel, the, the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And there went out unto him all the land of Judah and they of Jerusalem and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. So if he baptized all of Judea and all of them around Jordan... Uh, amen. He baptized him in the river of Jordan. Then it must have been a place of prominence. Even in its muddy state. Amen. Look how many sins has been washed down that river. How many, amen, have been healed from their sin. Praise the Lord. Then Mark 1 and 9 says, And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, and was baptized of John in Jordan. So if it's good enough for John, amen, it's good enough for Naaman, and if it's good enough for all of these others for remission of sin, Brother Mike, then it's good enough for anybody. Come on. Hallelujah. Jordan, a place of prominence. It descends rapidly. It, I like that. It descends rapidly. It takes the sins and it washes them downstream rapidly. I want to be separated from them this morning. And if Jordan is a place that separates them from us, I want to be there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. John baptized Jesus in the river of Jordan, letting us know that even in its muddy state, that God could use the muddy water. I'm going to tell you, he can use the muddy water. I've, I feel like this morning that there's some of us that our lives are muddy. Come on. They're filled full of dirt and sin. But I'm going to tell you about a God this morning that's able to wash those sins away. Even in the muddy water, he can cleanse you from your sins. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He didn't ask anything of Naaman. 
that he would not do himself. He was baptized in Jordan and he asked Naaman, I want you to go down and I want you to dip seven times in Jordan. Amen. I didn't put this scripture up there because it's only for a reference, but uh, Elisha, if you'll remember the story of Elisha, they were, they were cutting some trees down. And, and, and the one man was cutting down a tree and he had a borrowed axe uh, and the axe head come off of it. You know who that was at? At Jordan. It was at Jordan that that axe, it, it, the axe just it went to the bottom. And he said, oh, master was borrowed. So he says, hey, man, he put it in there. And, and the whack, that axe swum. Hey, man, it come to meet the handle. Come on, church. I'm talking about a place that not only sins were washed away, but axe heads swim, if you please. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't mind to be baptized in the river of Jordan. Even in its muddy state, I see miracles that are happening because it's a miracle when you're baptized that your sins are remitted from you. What a glorious thing that is. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let me talk a little bit about the backdrop of our story this morning in our text. Naaman, to tell you something about what's going on. Naaman was the captain of the Syrian army. The Bible said he was a mighty man of valor. Even though he was a leper. The Bible says that he was a mighty man of valor, but... It says he was a leper. He was unclean, if you please. Amen. Naaman's wife, they had brought back a little maid who was brought captive from the land of Israel. And she told Naaman's wife, amen, she said, I would that our master would go to Israel. And she would, he would see the prophet that is in Israel. And there is a man there that would make him clean. Amen. I, I wish the master would go to him. Amen. And then uh, so she, she talks to Naaman's wife and tells her about this man that would recover Naaman's leprosy. And then our scripture, Naaman, amen, we find that Na Naaman went there. He was sent by the king. If you please. He had papers from the king to go to the Israeli king and take papers. And when they took the papers to the Israeli king, he rent his clothes because he said, Who am I to recover? How can I heal anybody? Amen. But Elisha spoke up and he said, Send him to me. Let them know that there is a prophet in Israel. Let them know that there is a God in Israel. I'm going to tell you, it don't matter where it's at and how clean it is. God can use it. I don't care where you're at. Hallelujah. So we, we know the story, amen, that uh, Naaman then, he comes to the man of God. And he stands outside the door. Amen. Hallelujah. He stands outside of the man of God's door. Naaman thought him being a, a such important person, a man of, of great, uh, of, uh, 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 he was a great man. He was a great man of valor. 
and, and knowing every place, amen, and fought many wars and come out victorious, that surely the man of God would come out himself and he would wave his hand over the place and, and pronounce him, amen, clean. You know what Naaman wanted? Naaman wanted recognition. <laughs> what Naaman wanted was not really healing. He wanted a ceremony. If he was going to be healed, he wanted it to be special. He would stand out from all the rest. He was wanting a ceremony that this a great man. And, and I get to meet Naaman. <laughs> oh, but Elisha wasn't thinking like that. He sent his servant out instead of going himself. You know what? I don't care how how I get healed. I don't care if they send their servant out. If he can lay hands on me and I'll be healed, who cares who it is? Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can almost hear Naaman, such an important man as I. He'll come out and he'll heal me. But he was upset when he sent his servant. You know, amen. I want to pause for a moment and just awaken you just a little bit this morning. Before you start judging Naaman, let me talk to you a while. Amen. We could all say something about Naaman. Well, what? This guy's nuts, you know. But I want you to know, have there not been times when you were sick that you didn't come forward because the person you wanted to pray for you wasn't praying for people? Or in revival, you wanted the evangelist to pray for you. And, and maybe pastor lined some men up here across the front to pray for you. And you didn't come because you wanted the evangelist to touch you. Well, let me tell you, the same God that pastor serves are all the men in this church. Come on. It's the same one that the evangelist serves. I'm telling you, the Bible said to call for the elders of the church. Laying hands on them, anointing them with oil. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise them up. I'm going to tell you, it don't matter who prays for you. Oh, oh praise God. It's the God we serve, not the person. Glory. Come on. We... Holy Ghost a little bit here this morning. I want you to know that there are some that sit in our midst that feels like muddy water this morning, that you don't feel like you're worth, amen, anything, and you don't feel like you can do anything. But I want you to, I want to tell you this morning that I don't care how small you feel, God can use you to lay hands on somebody and be healed. Come on. I don't care what state of mind you're in or where you're at in your walk with God. God can use you. Come on, church. If he can use a muddy Jordan, come on, to wash away sins, why can't he use you this morning to lay hands on somebody and be healed? Yet I feel that spirit that's prominent in our midst that I can't do that. I can't pray for him. Come on. I'm going to tell you something. If God speaks to you to go lay hands on somebody, you better do it. Don't let that person miss their healing because of you setting back. Come on. Hallelujah. We need to be, be obedient. Amen. See, that's where Naaman had a problem. He had, a trouble, he had trouble just uh, being obedient. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. I can almost hear him, you know. How dare him to send a servant to direct me. How, 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 how dare this man, a man such as me, and he sends a servant out to talk to me and tell me what to do. He's got to remember that I don't take my orders from a servant. I take my orders from the king. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. I got the feeling that old Naaman was humbled very much by a servant coming to him. Man, this is people like I give orders to every day. And he sends one of them out to be over me, to tell me what I must do. Who's he think he is? Come on, man of God. If you want me to do this, you come out yourself. Come on, go on this head. Come on, if you want your healing, you need to do what the man of God said to do. And he sent word by servant. In all reality, it was Elisha that told him what to do. The man of God told him what to do. The only thing, he sent it by the servant. I remember the story of a black lady. She was going through a hard time in her life. She was praying. She had her windows up. She was praying, oh God, send some food. She was about out of food. Lord, send the food. Some old boys living next door, they thought, well, we'll just, we'll answer her prayer. We'll just, we'll just have some fun. So we put... We put, they put that out there on the, right on the windowsill. Amen. Black lady got through praying. She went to a windowsill. And man, she started shouting and glorifying God. Click kicking her legs, you know. And said, man, this is just great. Thank you, Lord, for answering my prayer. The old boys over next door, they're laughing and giggling at it. And said, she thinks the Lord done this. Said, let's, let's, let's not let her think this. They go and knock on the door. And said, sister, we, I'm sorry. Said, we just, you, you know, we, we just want to have a little fun. Said, we's the one that set that in your window just to let you know. It wasn't God. She said, the devil might have brought it, but God sent it. <laughs> I'm telling you, church. God can use the enemy for whatever he needs to do. you got to remember, he's in control. Woo, glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think sometimes we need to stand up to the devil when he reminds us. Come on, you ever notice that the devil always deals with your past? He, he never talks about your future. Mm, he knows what your future is. He wants to talk about your past. He wants to put a disclaimer on you and how you've been so terrible all your life and all the sins and everything. He wants to drag you through the mud. Come on. He wants to drag you through the mud and make you feel unwanted and make you feel like you can't do anything for God. But I wanna, I've always told people one thing. That when the devil reminds you of your past, just remind him of his future. Oh, I, I, I read in the book of Revelations where he's going to be thrown in a bottomless pit. Come on. I read a place he's going to be bound for a thousand years. But there's going to come a time he's going to be cast into the lake of fire and burn forever and ever and ever and ever, church. 
I'm telling you about a God this morning that's real. That even in your muddy condition, God can use you. Hallelujah. Glory. In your muddy, dirty state, God can use you. Hallelujah. When he cleanses, you're cleansed. Hallelujah. When he heals you, you're healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Naaman complains because he didn't come out and didn't, didn't go through a great ceremony over him. He didn't wave his hand over the place and cure him of it. He, 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 he was griping about that. Then his next gripe was, hallelujah, he didn't want to wash in muddy Jordan. He did not want to. Man, I can think of cleaner and better rivers to wash in if I want to be clean. I don't want to wash in Jordan. Come on. Yet in the New Testament, Jordan was used to baptize more people than any other river. Come on, church. Come on. <laughs> Woo, glory. Think about how many times Jordan has been parted. Can I remind you that Elijah, before he died, the last trip he made was across Jordan. <laughs> Remember, he took the man, wrapped it together, and he smoked the waters. And him and Elisha walked across on dry ground. Come on. Muddy Jordan. Come on. Time after time in the Bible, God, amen, raises Jordan up, even in its muddy state, that it's one of the greatest rivers because it was a river, amen, that, that was well watered. Come on. Amen. People, people used it to irrigate off of. Amen. It may have descended fast. Come on. But I want to tell you something. It was a river to be in the name. Come on. If it's, if it's said some 197 times in Scripture, then I take it that Jordan was a Great river. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. So Je he naming gripes and he don't want a more wash in it. He thinks there's cleaner and better rivers in Syria. Why would I want to wash in 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 all the rivers of Syria better than those of Israel? Aren't they cleaner? Hey, I don't fight on this side of the river. I fight against them. They're my enemies. Oh, hallelujah. But the Bible said when he obeyed the man of God. When he obeyed the man of God. Hallelujah. When he took the orders of the servant. Remember what his men told him? He said, Master, if he would have asked you to do some great thing, you'd have done it. Wouldn't thought nothing about it. You know, sometimes God asks us to do something that seems so out of place. Sometimes he directs your past to somebody that you don't want to talk to. In fact, sometimes he directs you to say things that you don't want to say that individual. But I'm going to tell you, if you'll obey, something will come out of it. Hallelujah. 
Naaman, I guess, that, that, that must have got a hold of his heart whenever his men began to talk to him about, yeah, I probably, if, if the king had asked me to do something, I'd have done it. You know, or if, or if this man of God would have asked me to do something great, I would have done it. But because he wanted me to dip in that muddy Jordan, he's thinking about the dirt and the mud. Hey, he's already dirty anyhow. He's a leper. Come on, he can't even go to the house of God. <laughs> He's unclean. Come on. They was placed outside the city. Come on, because of uncleanliness. Hallelujah. But when he brought himself to go down and dip in Jordan, to wash, to bathe in Jordan seven times. Somebody said seven times. I want you to dip in that muddy water seven times. I want you to wash in it seven times. I want you to take seven baths in a row, if you please. I read a little thing the other day as I was studying about this. and It was talking about the Passover when Jesus eat the Passover with his disciples. And Peter said... You know, you're not going to wash my feet. He said, then if I don't wash your feet, I have no part with you. He said, wash me all, Lord. Wash me all. History says that the Jews, before Passover, they didn't just take one bath, brother. But they took two baths before they went to Passover. They wanted to make sure they was clean. And then on the way there, you've got to remember that they've got some dust on their feet. So Jesus showed them that you're, you're not all clean yet. I need to wash your feet. Peter, you have walked in the dirt coming here. Now I must, I must wash your feet. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He took the orders. Hallelujah. May I remind you. This morning that the residue of your affliction remains in the dirty water. I said the residue of your affliction or your sin remains in the dirty water. Glory. Hallelujah. It's amazing that God would use muddy water to make name and clean. Come on. We all, when we think about washing and being clean, we don't think about washing in muddy water. But the Lord said, I'm going to perform a miracle greater than this. I'm going to make you clean with muddy water. Come on, God can do anything he wants to. He can make us clean in muddy water. He can make us clean in clean water. Or he can just make us ever wit clean. The blood of Jesus washes us and makes us clean. Thank you, Jesus. So if I can say it. It's amazing that he would use muddy water to make Naaman clean. In fact, is that not a miracle within itself? That he used muddy water to make him clean. Hallelujah. Let me remind you. Acts 2 and verse number 38. You're all familiar. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remissions 
of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you, the sins are left in the water. And they're sent forth downstream because water don't run upstream. Can I say, they're washed away. They're, they're gone. They're separated from us. What a place to be baptized. I don't know about you, but if it descends fast, why not be baptized in the river of Jordan where them things are gone from you? Quick. Hallelujah. I want them remitted. I want them taken away. Hallelujah. 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 Micah 7, verse 19. He will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities. And thou will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Hallelujah. I began to check it out. Brother Wright, I began to check it out. And the depths of the sea, if you want to look that up in the original Hebrew meaning, it means in the bottom. It says where the mud is. Glory. Hallelujah. In other words, God buries them in the mud. Glory. He puts them down there where nobody can dig them up. Hallelujah. How many times... Through your life, have you had the enemy try to dig your sins up? He's always reminding us of something that we've done wrong. Come on. In our past. Come on. When we were sinners. Is that not what he does? He works on you. I don't care how many years that you've been serving God. I don't care if you've been serving him for 50 years. I don't care if you've been serving him for 59 years. I want to tell you, the enemy will always find something, even in your past, that he will bother you about. Come on. And he don't know where the sin's at, because when he looked at the slate, it was clean. Jesus give you a clean slate. They're no longer with you. Come on. He cannot prove it. He don't know. He don't have any proof of them. Come on, church. I said he don't have any proof of them. It's no longer written down. It's been buried and buried in the depths of the sea and the mud. Your sins has been buried there, but he wants to try to dig them up. He tries to remember all of them, but he can't. You know what? They've been done away with. Brother Pat, your past is gone. Come on. Drugs is gone. Alcohol's gone. That was past. Huh? That's not me no more. I'm, I'm a brand new person. Come on. Naaman left there after he washed in Jordan seven times. He left a clean person. He came dirty, but he left clean. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somehow this morning, if I can relate to you that God has made you clean. And even in your state of unsureness and thinking you're not good enough, I want you to know that God can use you. Hallelujah. If you've repented, been baptized in the name of Jesus and filled with the Holy Ghost, God can use you. Come on now. Hallelujah. He can use you. <laughs> Woo. Hey, we're all in different places in this thing, not two peoples. The same. We're not all on the same level. Come on. 
Thank God that there's some people in our church that's not made it all the way yet. Come on. They're still working on it. You know why? Because we're always working on it. Can I tell you? I don't care where you're at in your walk with God. Every day I'm working on something. Come on. <laughs> oh, I may have been filled with the Holy Ghost since I was nine years old. But I'm telling you something. I'm still working on some things. Come on, church. I said I'm still working on some things. Hallelujah. None of us are perfect. We're not all clean. Come on. I need some washing yet. I need some cleansing yet. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The sins are left in the water. They're sent forth downstream. They're washed away, if you please. Hallelujah. He'll subdue your iniquities. He'll cast them into the depths of the sea, the deepest part. The deepest part. Somebody said the deepest part. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Where the enemy can't find them. Where the devil has no idea where they're at. Oh, Jesus. Jesus buried Moses. Devil liked to know where he buried him at, but he don't know. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 I began to think about it, and I thought, ladies, not so much anymore, but I'll go ahead and go there anyway, because some may. Some do. You know, you wash your dishes, the residue stays in the water. Come on. You wash your dishes. How many times, how many times, when you've been had a lot of dishes to wash that you change your dish water in the middle of it because you wasn't you wasn't didn't want that old dirty water you want you changed the water so you could wash your dishes. See the residue stays in the water. <laughs> the sins stay in the water. Hallelujah. Stains sometimes. Now let me remind you, some you ever you ever had a dish that you stained and couldn't get it clean? I mean, as far as looks, it looked it, it it had a spot on it. It wouldn't come off. That didn't keep you from using that dish. You know why? You'd washed it in water. You knew it was clean. But it still had a mark on it. Come on. It was an irreversible thing that could not be removed. It was still there. But the dish was clean. Amen? Still clean. Amen. Sometimes stains stay. In the dish, even though it's clean. Can I tell you that in our lives, there are sometimes marks left of our sins. It's a sin stain, can I say, that stayed with us and we cannot get rid of. It's still there, but it don't mean you can't be used. Even if you've got a little mark on you, you can still be used. When it looks like, come on, the enemy says, ha, I found something. No, that's a mark from my past. I can't erase the mark. But my sin's gone. Come on. My flesh may have a mark on it. But my inside is clean. Oh. Glory. Ha ha. Don't question my heart. Because my heart is clean. How many times through scripture in the Old Testament. And we'll see that some. The king has died. Maybe he's been a good king. Maybe he's been a bad king. 
But the first thing you usually see is after another king takes over is he either did that was right unto the Lord or he followed a wicked king and he set up groves and done all of that. And I've read several of those places where it says that he did that was right before the Lord. Even though he left the high places. Come on, he didn't tear down the groves. But his heart was right. Come on now, think about it, church. And yet we mark ourselves with something that we cannot help. It is, it is a mark from the sin of the past. And we say, I am not able because of this. I cannot do this. I am marked. Well, I want to tell you, there's a mark of Jesus on your life, too. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. His people's got a special mark on them. Praise God. He knows. The Lord knoweth them that are His. They're marked with a special mark. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The stains and marks of our past is there to remind us what we used to be, but not what we are. Come on. It tells what we used to be, but it don't tell what we are now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somehow I want to encourage and strengthen you this morning by the word. Amen. The dirty water left after we take a bath. The dirty water is left after we take a bath. And it testifies of the dirt that was on us. Amen. And I don't care how clean you are. The water is always cloudy after you get through. <laughs> Isn't it not? In fact, after you take a bath, the water is cloudy or sometimes it's plain old dirty. See, some of us are old enough to remember the old bathtub days when there wasn't an inside bathroom. It was outside, and you warmed your water. You took a tub outside, and you set it out there all day, and you had warm water. And you was hoping you wasn't the last one to have to take a bath because everybody took a bath in the same water. And the kids nowadays say, yuck. I know it's a little bit hard, isn't it? Sister Ashley's about. <laughs> Don't even want to think about that. Brother McGee, that's gross. Sister Margaret, we remember those days. I was a little boy, too, but I didn't always get to take a bath first. Brothers beat me to it. Yeah, that's right. There's sugar and spice and everything nice. <laughs> but the truth is, when we get done, the water's cloudy. Isn't it? And you know what? You could change your bath water and you could take another bath. But when you get out, it'll be cloudy again. <laughs> Sister McGee's back there. She's, 
You know what she said? She says it's because of the soap. No, it's because of the dirt. I'm, I, I'll just put it this way. I don't know of many people that after you've even taken a bath two or three times once to drink your bath water. That's how clean you are. Amen. Hallelujah. No one know anybody want to drink your bath water. Do you? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to show you this morning that God can use muddy water. I want to show you this morning that God can use something that you seem like as dirt. It seems like there's a mark that's left on you that God can still use you. I don't want you to get all caught up and say, I can't do nothing. I was with somebody a while back. And I was telling this person, you know, and you can worship. Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm doing things wrong. I'm doing things I oughtn't to do. I can't. Anybody can worship God. A sinner can worship. Come on. He's got the right to worship. Come on. Hallelujah. Yet we feel so insufficient because we got marks on us. I told this person, I said, no matter, you can still worship God. You have got the right to worship God. He commands us to worship Him. Worship is commanded. Even in our muddy state this morning, God can still use us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This morning, I'm going to open these altars. And I don't know, but I feel like this morning there's some people sitting in my midst that feels like the mark. It's keeping you from doing something for God. You feel like you may be dealing with something of your past. I want you to know you're clean. When you've been repented and baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, you're clean. Because of him, not because of us. Not because of anything we've done. We just obeyed him. And because of our obedience, we can be made clean just like Naaman was made clean. Hallelujah. You're not so dirty that you, you can't be made clean. Praise the Lord. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to pray this morning if you, if you feel like you need to come and pray and, and seek God to take this thing away from you, this, this thing that makes you feel like you're not worth anything, this thing that feels like you can't be used. I want to open this altar, and I want to, I want to give us a chance to pray about it this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word this morning. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.